Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today's special treat is a full Irish breakfast. Uh, I received a gift in the mail yesterday from some very good friends of mine from the western Pennsylvania area and uh, I'd like to give them a shout out here right now. Thank you so much to Eric and Amy, Vince and Mary, Tiffany, Hetty and Jimmy for the fantastic package that I received in the mail from Food Ireland, which is a company that's located in Mount Vernon, New York. And um, they ship all sorts of Irish foods all over the United States. I'm sure to Irish folks and Irish transplants and Irish expats and all of the Irish that are hidden here all over America. Probably a lot of Irish family reunions. (laughs) And that sort of thing. But they have... They have a full grocery store on their website that is absolutely amazing. And one of the things that they sell is the full Irish breakfast that you can purchase and apparently send to your friends. So I just wanted to say thank you. It's very thoughtful and kind. So this morning, we, of course, had a full Irish breakfast. Oh, I've never had a full Irish breakfast or a full English breakfast or anything of that sort. So I wasn't sure exactly what... um, was included in it so I went online and we looked up uh what should be in a full Irish breakfast and um Anna found all of the information that we needed to do this thing in addition to what was in the box we had to have a fried potato in there of course because it is a full Irish breakfast and um eggs so those weren't in the box (laughs) (laughs) well shipping eggs and potatoes you know yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah. So, everything that was in the box, it was really nicely packaged. And um, I would recommend this highly if you have an Irish friend that needs a little pick-me-up or something like that. It was, it's, it was wonderful. So, um, what was in the box was rashers, which is an Irish sort of back bacon. And if you're not familiar with back bacon, um, you might be in the United States the back bacon that we're familiar with is more um, what is called Canadian bacon. And it's, it's ham. Well, no, no, it's not well, ham. It's sort yeah. of like uh, they take the loin part of the um, pork, uh, which you might say the pork chop, the center of the pork chop, and smoke that and slice that. And that is back bacon. Um, the Irish version is that whole chop sort of boneless, but it's it's the center and all the little meat and fat that goes along the back. So it's that whole strap that goes across the back, sliced, not very thin, it's sliced nicely, but it's not, it doesn't seem to me that it's smoked. It's mainly salted, sort of like how maybe like corned beef is corned, that sort of a thing, because it didn't have a smoky flavor or look to it, but it was it had a bit of a salty taste, so it was very, very good. Um, And it was a little bit of a different sort of a thing. And then um, bangers, which are a a sausage from the British Isles. And we said they were very much, they were very good, but I would probably compare them to like a brat, that sort of a thing. It it wasn't like a breakfast sausage. No, it was like a bratwurst or something like that, that you, you know. But they were very good. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they had scones in there that had I love the I love the word sultanas which are like little golden raisins and uh so there were scones and there was a an Irish brown soda bread which was amazing it had oats and and whole wheat and it was very very good 
being as you know that I am a bread person, so of course I would be gravitated to the bread. And then it had this little tasty treat, black and white pudding. Which, for anyone who doesn't know what pudding means in other countries, is not a delicious del- dessert pudding from the Jell-O company. No, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a sausage. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, uh, it was good. It was good. I wasn't preparing for it to be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that sound it, like a terrible thing? Well, but what, was, one of the ingredients in the black pudding that makes it black is blood. Yeah, it's, it's so a blood sausage. It sounds scary, but it was... It was really good. It's more like yeah. it's more grain than anything mm-hmm. because it's generally they have oats. It's oats basically. I think what it is, which we were talking about this, but I've never read this before, and I have looked, but I've never read it. But um, we of course know that the Irish were up until fairly recently very, very, very poor people for a long time. I think basically what it is is the fact that you don't have meat to make sausage with and you don't have these resources. So you get the resources that you can get, the least expensive thing, the leftovers, the throwaways. And it seems to me almost sort of like um, what we in the United States here um, is a thing called scrapple, which is all the scraps from the meat that they yeah. ground up and they made a sort of a loaf out of it and fried it. So if you think of that sort of a thing, the puddings are, might be along those lines. They have... Um, there's a lot of oats in them. There's oats, basically an oat base with a bit of fat in it, not a lot, some ground-up meat, and the black pudding is has blood in it mixed with blood, so when you cook it, yeah. the blood is cooked. It's not like you're eating yeah. blood. But The white pudding's the same thing, but without that. Yeah, the white pudding just doesn't have the blood in it, so it's basically pork pork fat ground up and mixed with that. So I would I would say that's probably my guess. If somebody wants to contact me by email or on my Facebook or Twitter account and explain to me better, I would appreciate it because like I said, I've read quite a lot about Irish and British cooking and history and I've never come across anything that would explain it, but I do know that's the sort of thing that has happened. And um, I, I was thinking of the closest comparison that I had to it is um, fried mush, which is a big, I mean, in, in my family is uh, half Irish and half Italian. And the Italian side has a thing that they call polenta, which is basically cornmeal mush that you put uh, red sauce on, pasta sauce, marinara sauce, whatever. But it's usually a plain red sauce that doesn't have vegetables in it. So it's just what we would call spaghetti sauce. And then um, fresh grated Romano cheese on the top. And you eat that. It's a bre- it's actually an Italian breakfast food like oatmeal is to the rest of the world. However, it's it's delicious. And I, when I was little, thought it was a special treat. And then my mother told me, no, that's what the poor people eat. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez, I thought it was this big special. I thought it was like, oh, grandma's going to make this for me because it's so special and I'm so special. But it's just poor people breakfast. And then you so. realize that's why you had it so often. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then I, I didn't actually know that that's why we had it so often. So, um, and then fried the equivalent to that for um, a lot of people, especially in in um, the. It seems to me very popular on the East Coast, north to south of the United States, is fried mush, and it's the same thing. You make cornmeal mush, put it in a loaf pan, and it sets up pretty firm. Then you slice that off and fry it in butter and put syrup on it. So it's actually it's delicious. I mean, it's delicious, but it's what. 
people that didn't have money ate. So I'm guessing that that's the equivalent of those puddings because they seem to me that sort of a thing. However, as we all know, generally people that have less money have better tasting food than people that have more money because they that's, eat these very so good true. hearty dishes that are memorable that you look back on and you go, wow, remember when we used to eat, you know, whatever that was. And it, and it turns out to be something you're like, oh, you mean – Fried cabbage isn't, you know, like everybody, but fried cabbage is delicious. So, you know, that's sort of a thing. Um, I think people that have less money are far more creative in their cooking. And that's why we have these sorts of fabulous heirloom foods that we remember fondly and people look back fondly on, which is now why they're expensive appetizers in restaurants, because people like those things and they remember those things so now you have to pay a lot of money to have scrapple in a restaurant as an appetizer which is very hysterically funny (laughs) and kudos to the restaurateur that thought of that idea because it's brilliant so anyway (laughs) (laughs) and then there's also these fine additions there was Kerrygold butter which is heaven on earth i'm telling you oh good oh my gosh i you could like you know i mean really if you put the half a pound of carry gold butter between two pieces of Irish soda bread, you could eat it sort of like a sandwich. Oh, it's delicious. And then there was a delicious marmalade in there. Fruit Field makes a few different sorts of jams, and we got the orange marmalade. It was very good, very, very good. So all of these delicious things were in the box, and it was very nicely packaged. And I was so excited, and there was a nice little note in there from my friends, and it was very exciting for me to get that. So then we found out what we had to do to make this Irish breakfast. Basically, fry all the things in the butter that was included. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Take that butter and fry. I mean, it was uh, so funny. But um, what you're supposed to have a potato and that, like, where we would have in the United States hash browns or home fries or something of that nature. Um, in, in a lot of locations, you would get a potato pancake, which is a very popular uh, side dish in a lot of Eastern European um, like a lot dishes. like a latke, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So this said to basically, you, you can use leftover mashed potatoes, which is what the Irish would use, which is what I've told my husband. Irish cooking is basically reusing your leftovers. So in creative ways. And um, a lot of cooking is like that, but I always love that about the Irish. We're like, yeah, we had these potatoes left over from yesterday. We're going to make a pie with them. You take your leftover potatoes, or what I did was I baked a uh, red skin potato in the microwave, enough just to soften it. And then I cut that all up, and I fried that in my Kerrygold butter. And that was the first thing I did. In the instructions we found online, they said to preheat your oven and then put everything on a hot plate. That way it's all ready. You know, you can Mm -hmm. have it at the same time heated. So I took the potato, chopped that up, and fried it in the butter, put it on a plate, and set it in my oven, which I had warmed to 250 degrees. Then I, um, in the skillet, which I had fried the potato with, I put a little bit more. You use the same skillet, which is I love that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I put a little bit more butter in there because that's what they said to do, which I thought was ridiculous since I'm frying back bacon, which has a big strip of fat. But that's what they said to do, so yeah. that's what I did. Well, it turned out good. So, so. I fried my bacon and butter. That doesn't that sound like that sounds like <laughs> that I fried like my a Paula Dean statement. <laughs> I fried my bacon in butter. Put some more butter in here and <laughs> fry some bacon in it. Now the bacon has fat, but you're still gonna want to put it, butter. It on ain't it. near enough fat. There ain't <laughs> enough fat in that. So anyway, <laughs> so it, I fried that and I put that in the oven when it was fried. Now I didn't get it crispy. I just fried it to where it had little brown spots and the fat was slightly crispy. But I didn't, you know, don't overcook it. 
Um, then the pan had quite a bit of grease in there at this point, so I just went ahead and put the bangers in there, which are the sausages, and then I browned those up. Oh, did they browned up so beautifully in oh, that. Yeah. I mean, you put a bunch of butter and bacon fat in a skillet. I'm telling you what. I even uh, burned the tip of my finger in it when I was putting the black and white puddings in, and I fried that. So, um, <laughs> But after we, we fried the bangers, browned them up, put them in the oven, then we put the black and white pudding, and I sliced it into about a half-inch slice, and then I just... Um, browned it really good on both sides, which it was really funny because I was using a Teflon pan and I could not see the black pudding. I'm like, where the heck did it go? Oh, there it is, you know, trying to get it out. So that was kind of funny. Um, So I browned that up and then we just scrambled eggs because there was so much left in the pan, you know, all those good little bitty bits in there floating around. So I just scrambled the eggs and mixed them all in with that. Now, at the same time, I heated the scones in the oven, which if you've ever had scones from anywhere... Irish scones are a little bit different than British scones. They don't seem to have as much fat in them. They're sort of like a smaller version of soda bread, and they don't have the layers like um, like a British scone would have. But they they taste like a biscuit. They taste like a lot American biscuits. Yes, they taste a lot like an American biscuit, but not not as much flaky fat. Which would make sense with the rest of, you know, the way um, things are done in Ireland as far as breads go. They're a dry biscuit. Yeah, yeah, they're a little bit on the dry side. The sultanas were delicious and enormous in there. Well, they're perfect for drinking with, uh, eating with tea, right. though. Right, and that's the whole thing, that. because you want something like that with your tea so you can dunk, which is a delightful hobby. <laughs> So we got all of that ready, and then we um, we used three of the tea bags from the berries tea because we were having two cups of tea, and we were doing it in the pot. So you always add an extra tea bag for the pot. So one tea bag for each of us, and one for the pot, and then we um, let that steep for about three to four minutes, mm-hmm. and it was perfect. It wasn't. It's strong tea, which I like. It was a very strong tea, and I like to say that it was a tea tasting tea. Mm-hmm. It tasted like tea. Um, a lot of times when you have different different sorts of teas, they don't you don't taste tea. You taste other things, but not tea. See, that's so, why I like breakfast teas. That yeah. tasted like a breakfast tea. I don't like green tea, and I don't like most flavored teas. Black tea is good. So it was very it was a very good tea. This berries tea, and um, and I of course I like mine with milk. And I was told a long long time ago that you should always put the milk in the cup first, and then add your tea to it. So I do that with my coffee also. Um, but I guess that's the, I was told that's the proper way to have tea in Britain, in Ireland. Well, isn't that you, so like you don't burn the milk? Right. The milk can scald if yeah. you pour it in. But if it's in there first, it like whips it around or something. So we assembled our delicious Irish breakfast and we had our uh, fried potatoes, our rashers, our bangers, our black and white pudding, our eggs, our scones, our Irish brown soda bread, our curry butter, our berries tea, our fruit-filled marmalade. We had this delicious breakfast, and it was very, very good. Everything was very good. Um, I felt like I needed to go back to bed afterwards. <laughs> it was it was very good. Apparently, you can also have orange juice with this, but why would you? You should yeah, probably it's... have a Guinness with it would be better. Yeah. Um, but it was very, very good. So hats off to my friends again. My Jagoff friends for sending me this package. And hats off to Food Ireland for having this fabulous website where you can purchase all these Irish delicacies. Oh my gosh, it's a beautiful website. Um, their address is just foodireland.com. And uh, you could 
Hook yourself up with some delicious Irish things. Now, the fresh food for overseas shipping, you wouldn't be able to get the the meats, but I'm fairly certain you could get anything else from there. You could get the scones, the breads, the jams, and all that sort of thing. You just, I don't think they will overseas ship any of the meats because they're not smoked. Like I said before, they're fresh. Um, but but if you are like in Europe and you're ordering this stuff. Could probably find someplace in Ireland. I'm that sure would there's someplace, it and in, it'd be way easier. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure in Ireland you can walk yeah. into any corner market. But for the United, I was just thinking of um, our our uh, listeners in other countries that might be interested in trying something like this. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if it like like she said in Europe, you might be able to find someone who ships to your particular location. Mm-hmm. But this is such a neat idea, and I really enjoyed it. It's very good. Oh, I forgot to mention the baked beans. With Bachelor's baked beans also, and um, they're they're not like American baked beans. Americans, we love a zillion flavors in our baked beans. We love a big chunk of pork fat in there, and we love um, spicy flavoring and peppers and different kinds of beans. These were just standard navy beans in a tomato-based sauce, which I was kind of laughing when I tasted it. Well, when I first smelled them, I opened the can, and I'm like, they smell like SpaghettiOs, but... Spaghettios, terrible thing, but um, <laughs> they were they were just basically the navy beans in a um, they were white beans in a tomato sauce. They tasted they had a nice onion flavor to them. They're very they were actually really good and um, nice side dish. But I love the name of them, Bachelor's Baked yeah. Beans. I wonder if they have a whole line, like if Bachelor's has this whole line of food. Well, I was saying, it's for uh, guys who don't know how to cook. It's like the Irish version of ramen noodles. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Irish ramen is actually baked beans. So, But they were really good, too. And you have those. I always think that's so funny when you hear about that for a breakfast. You know, you have baked beans. Yeah. But it is, a, it is a fiber food, like a grain food. So if you weren't having toast or anything like that. I mean, that's an awful lot of meat and protein to have with, you know. So good for bodybuilders. Yes. It was very good. It was a very good breakfast. It was a mm-hmm. good experience, and we really enjoyed it. And um, I've never been to Ireland, but I feel like I got a little taste of it today with all of the delicious foods um, that we got to try. So I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope you'll give an Irish breakfast a try. I mean, it was it was an interesting, it was an interesting thing. We're going to have pictures up on our Facebook page. Um, that you can see the various processes as we went along and see what it looked like when it was done. And uh, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you like the show. And thanks for listening. We haven't recorded in so long you forgot your tagline. What the hell is my tagline? Thanks for listening. If you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you. Is that what it is? Yep, that's what it is. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.